Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. Everybody's got set up in the middle of bedding picket. And save this spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. Boom! It's a 170. That was money. I think it's down right up there. 10 yards. Whitetail Legacy Podcast, bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes, and it's past the dog days of whitetail content and whitetail hunting. We're actually getting into the midsummer, and what is the midsummer all about? It's about getting them trail cameras out, baby. So what I'm going to start is a short trail cam series covering everything from cell cams, SD card cams, public land cams, private land cams, best setting places, et cetera, et cetera. Going in depth, um, getting on guests, and also sharing what I have figured out throughout the years that have made me successful. And today we'll start with my favorite, the cell cam. Um, but before we get into that, let's get to the people that make this possible. Big news from Exodus. Um, they've finally given me a code. 
um, that I can utilize for you guys exclusively that listen to the show. Um, so let's get into that and get your ears ready for some savings. Um, so starting May 19th, um, you can save 25% off the entire website using code WL. Um, with a deal this great, Exodus will only be offering these savings for the first 300 renders and 300 rivals. That's for their 8th anniversary of trail camera being in the trail camera market. But the good news is if you miss out on those first 300 of each cam, you can lock in the 25% savings for the whole entire site till June 12th. That's that's the whole entire site from arrow to the security package to the render to the rival. Um, and that's going to be code WL at checkout. And you're going to get 25% off. This isn't a 10% off discount. They gave me a 25% discount off for you guys to use. In case you're not familiar with the Exodus line and what they have to offer, I'll go over a few of my favorites. The Exodus Render. This is their flagship cell camera that I'm going to be talking about a lot in this episode. It's powered by Verizon 4G technology. It boosts lightning-fast transmission uh, speeds, uh, making it one of the fastest in the industry. Um, It's incredibly user-friendly and dependable, um, ensuring the product works flawlessly when it matters most. You can save up to $125 when purchasing the Exodus Render Security Bundle with using the code WL. That's cap, it's capital W, capital L. $125, guys. And that's going to give you the cam, the SD card, the cable lock, and the cable or the camera protector. If you're looking for a little bit better budget uh, friendly option, um, you don't have to look very far to the Exodus Rival. Um, I'm going to be running six Exodus Rivals this year. Um, with that exclusive code, um, WL, you can pick up one of those cams under a $140 cell cam with a five-year no BS warranty. Um, the camera is very simple, very reliable. Um, dollar by dollar, one of the best cell cameras on the market. So take advantage of these savings. Remember, you'll always be backed by that five-year no BS warning, meaning that Exodus stands behind their product for the long haul. On top of that, they offer the five-year theft and damage coverage, providing that you have peace of mind and let let, let remember the best-in-class customer service. So if any hiccups arise, like I said, I've had cameras back within three days, guys. Um, and if you're out there shooting and you're looking for something else, don't forget their durable hunting arrow, the MMT. Um, that's a tailor-built arrows to your specifications of your bow, and that is also good with that WL. Um, you'll be able to save $70 off a dozen of MMT arrow guys with this code. I mean, that's huge savings through Exodus right now with this code. Uh, so head over to Exodus Outdoor Gear and make sure to take advantage of some of the very best savings of the years by using code WL and you directly support my show and our friends at Exodus. So you're going to support my podcast and the boys over at Exodus and get a kick-ass product at a quarter cost off. All right. Well, we got through that. Like I said, make sure and use that code WL. Tell your friends about it. Um, anybody that's wanting to get some arrows, um, get a you know a trail camera, tell them to listen to the show, get the details, and get that money savings, and also help the podcast um, in, in the long haul. So let's get into the nuts and bolts of this. So first off, I just want to cover the uh, the stigma of cell cams. You know, I 
I there's a lot of respectful people in the industry that use them. A lot of respectful people that doesn't don't like cell cameras. It's kind of a hot topic right now with people banning cams, banning this, banning that. Um, I am 100% for anything that is legal and, and ethical by means of not poaching and following the rules. I utilize trail cameras and cell cameras exclusively pretty heavily and have found great success with them and plan on using them forever and unless anything happens where I'm not allowed to use them. So that's my stance on that. Pretty vague. If you don't want to use them, cool. If you do want to use them, huge asset and tool. Um, one of the biggest an asset and tools since I became a father of four, working full-time, I don't believe that my hunting would be as successful without the cell cams just to get me in the general ballpark area of where these bucks are in the time of the year that they're there. And that is what we're going to break down during um, this podcast. So with cell cams, it's a different game than than your regular SD card get, you know, uh, cameras. So what you want to do is take what you've learned with your SD card cameras and kind of put that on the back burner for cell cams. Um, there's you could you can use a lot of that, but there's certain times of the year that these cell cams need to be utilized different, and I I feel like a lot of people are missing the mark on this. Um, so let's just start off this time of year in the summer. This is when everybody wants to get their cams out. It's about that Fourth of July time frame, man. That late June, first couple weeks in July, it's really, really hot and you want to get your, your, uh, trail cameras out. So a couple things, just generalities about cell cams before we get started. Let's talk about batteries. Okay. Batteries run, cell cams run off a cult, a constant voltage, um, power supply. So they work best with lithium batteries. Now, if you can't use lithium batteries, that's understandable, depending on how many pictures you're going to get because the cost is so high. Another option is solar, something that I switched to. Guys over at Exodus hooked me up pretty sweet and got me into the solar game, and I'm never looking back. Going to keep purchasing them and running cams with the solar panels because that is the way to do it. Um, the batteries are they, you don't even have to worry about them. You know, it it had that solar panel has a battery pack. You have the batteries back in there for backup. Not even a worry in the world. Cameras running all year round. Don't even have to think about changing the batteries. Super effective for cell cams because what are cell cams for? At certain times of the year, for zero pressure in areas. If you don't even have to go change the batteries, what pressure do you have to put on that cam? So that's something to think about. If they do use battery power extensively faster than reg cell cams or reg trail cams cameras they are our uh they really eat the battery up um second is placement um there's a couple things in placement that you need to think about that's different than um a regular camera a cell camera people a lot of people think that people will not still sell cameras i used to be in that boat but that is something that i have had happen to me multiple times throughout the year um and when people still sell cameras, they're pretty much just a block if you don't ever reactivate them. Um, they can't utilize the cell camera anyways. And with the Exodus, they're all locked by a code. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of like still in a, you know, a, a 
table decoration at that point, but people still do it. So that's something to think about with your cell cameras. These are um, a more expensive. They are, you know, they're a big asset. You're trying to get as much data out of it as you can. Um, so just be mindful that they are, people will still steal them. Another thing is signal. Um, one thing that you don't have to worry about with a reg camera is signal. Um, now, there is options for Verizon and AT&T. And once you figure out what works best for your area, um, sometimes they cross platform really good. Like my area, AT&T and Verizon both work very, very well in my area. And there's maps you can look at as well. Um, but figure out what works best in your area. Um, like I said, sometimes most of them will. I know there's a few others that work off different platforms. Um, but you, that's going to control how much sig signal you have. And then sometimes in a low spot, heavy canopy area or something, you might have a problem with signal. And there is signal boosters that you can get that will help, um, you know, you run a cable up the tree, another eight foot, get that camera higher off the, the signal higher off the ground. That helps. And that a bigger antenna also helps pull some signal power. If you just have one of those spots that you want to get a cell camera in, that you're not going to be able to get the signal that you need. So that's something to think about as well. Um, my suggestion would be, you know, run a cam down there. A lot of the users' um, guidelines tell you how many bars that you need for that camera to successfully work. Um, and if, if you're trying to thread the needle and you're working with maybe like one bar or half a bar or something, a lot of times you won't get all the pictures that that camera took. So it's kind of only doing half the job anyways when you could run it maybe three-quarters up the ridge instead of in the low spot and get all the data that it's producing. Um, so getting into summertime, that's what everybody's thinking about. Like I said, we're going to be lighting off the fireworks soon. The trail cams are going to be starting. Beers are going to be popping. People are going to be in their backyard, start thinking about whitetail hunting, shooting their bows and stuff. So what is the best things to do with my summertime cell cams? Now this is where I think people miss the game is I feel like cell cams, unlike red cams, they're not a hang and forget kind of thing. I know people are like, I don't want to have any pressure on the area. I'm going to hang this cam. I'm going to forget it. That's what you do for part of the year. But the other part of the year, you got to utilize these things for what they are. And they are MRI machines, most recent information machines. And that's what you have to utilize them for. You have to just move and bob and weave with those things and figure stuff out. But anyways, let's get into the summer. Now, we're, we're talking those annual scrapes. We're not talking that little scrape that a buck popped up, doesn't look very fresh. We're talking about that stuff that's got hoof prints in it right now. It's got a licking branch. And you can make these as well, um, but you're, you're looking for that hub scrape. Um, you're looking to get what buck is in this area. Um, you know, you're looking to get as many pictures as you can, and you might get bucks that you never get to hunt. They might be three miles away. You might get bucks that are within the area. You might get bucks that or a mile away. You might, you're going to get a lot of bucks this time of year that you're not 100% sure. You're going to get those beautiful, beautiful velvet picks, you know, the first thing in the morning velvet picks this time of year, just awesome. Um, another spot, hot spot is field corners. This time of year, these deer are heavily food to, food to bed, food to bed. Everybody knows that in the summer, food to bed. But you got to watch those corners and watch the growth. Um, a lot of the like if you put it on a bean field, you hang it, then you're going to get 300 pictures of the beans growing up because they're blowing in the wind. So that's something you have to think about. 
with the rival and the render, you can kind of set the sensor sensitivity to help with some of those false triggers. Um, but with uh, with hanging them in the summer, that time of year on the edge of a field, that grass is going to be growing. I know a lot of people that kill the grass in front of their cams, weedy their grass in front of their cams, machete, whatever you got to do to get that um, that foliage down to not get those blank trail cam pictures. So be mindful of that summertime growth when you're running your trail cameras. Um, bait and mineral. If your state can do that, that is the absolute money spot to get what bucks you got. Um, this is something that I can't do here in, in Illinois, but I can do in Missouri. We run mineral down there. So I'm running a cell camera on the mineral and figuring out what bucks I have in the area, what how many does I got in the area. You're going to get pictures of the fawns. You're going to get a lot of pictures of, of deer. And that time of year, you're just looking for what's in the area, what you want to kind of focus on, what your target bucks are. Um, you know, if you have a, a season that comes in really early, you might be trying to hunt one of those when you get into the 1st of September. Um, but there, the bucks are still going to be doing this kind of thing. Those are still going to be doing this kind of thing. So if, if allowed, I highly suggest baiting or mineral in front of a cell cam that time of year to get the intel of what you have around if you're, you know, if it's illegal in your state. So September, 1st of October, you know, we're getting into season. Every state is in season at this time. This is when I want to switch those cameras just a little bit. Um, I'm looking at that buck bedding, edge of buck bedding, trying to catch one going in. Um, even if it's night, just to kind of know where he's bedding, you know, I mean, early in the morning, just going in. I'm still running those scrapes. And I'm still running those edge fields if I have an alfalfa field, if I have a, a bean field that's green, if I have a corn field that was picked early, um, something like that. But those buck beddings, the way I like to set that up is, you know, a buck's bedded in this area this time of year before. How is he coming off the ag and getting back into this bedding? Run a cell camera there, maybe pop a scrape up on the way to that bedding just to pull him over that little bit. Um, just to kind of get him to rake the licking branch. Um, he ain't going to be raking the ground that time of year, more than likely, the, you know, that first of September, 1st of October. But you can kind of really figure out what bucks you're going to have to hunt that, uh, during that time of year um, with with this this month and a half of uh, of camera data right here. You know, that, that September, 1st of October, you're really going to figure out what kind of bucks that you have to hunt if they make it past the 15th of October, I believe that they're going to be around all year. Um, at least during the rut, you're going to have a shot at them. So, but, um, this is when, like I said, I think people mess up and utilize cell cams in the wrong manner. So say you got a cell cam out there, it's on the edge of a field and you're getting a buck, but it's at night. A lot of people will, keep running that cell camera there and not want to pressure the area. But what you want to do is you want to move that cell cam further in where you think that buck's bedding. The object of that cell camera is to get a picture within the hours that you can kill the buck. So if you're getting a picture of a buck at 4 a.m. and you believe that he's headed back into bed, you have a general travel direction of where you think this deer's going. Go 150, 200 yards in the timber, make a scrape, and try to draw that buck in and see if you can get him 35 minutes later, 45 minutes later, okay? 
Um, and if if you go in there and you stop getting pictures of that buck, bump it back out to the edge. If he's still there, then try a different route. But I feel like people get so set on them being no-pressure stationary cams that they forget to move and utilize these tools. Um, you know, you got one coming to a scrape, but he's never there in daylight. But you have another cell cam in the area. So say you you know you don't want to pull it off this scrape, but he's always coming from the southwest. In your mind, okay, go, what's southwest? Well, there's a little bit of open timber, and there's, and there's a couple ridges, and then a flat, and then a saddle. Where is he bedding at? Okay, maybe he's on that, you know, that saddle to ridge area. I'm going to make a mock scrape, throw a cam back there. Boom, you get him in daylight. All right, you got the information of where he's at almost the time to kill him. But people are satisfied with that, and then they go in there and throw a set at him, maybe on that cell camera on a cold front or something, hoping that he might daylight, which is very possible. Um, But during this time of year, those bucks are daylighting somewhere. So if you can find out where he's daylighting, he's a dead deer. So having that cell camera press in a little bit further and get that little bit more detail, that little more detailed information, that more recent information directly sent to your phone. You could hang that cam tonight and in the morning you could get a picture of that buck and bed going to bed and you know where he's at. You know the area he's living. You can make a plan to go in there the next day and throw a set at this deer. And during this time of the year, it's so vitally important to have that information to kill in early October because they're about to make a big switch. And everything that you have learned about this buck from that point before, it's pretty well null and void because he's about to change everything that he does. His sole focus from surviving and bed, food, getting a drink of water, is going to go from does, 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 hitting scrapes, does. That's all he's going to be doing. So if you wait him out on that field edge and say, man, I'm going to wait for a cold front. I'm going to wait for a cold front. I don't have a daylight pictures of him. I'm going to wait for a cold front. I'm going to go in there. And you never get that cold front. And then it's the 20th of October, and he's no longer hitting that field. He's checking scrapes and checking doe bedding areas and hitting that field at night like in the middle of the night. So utilize the tools that you have as quickly as you can to be able to kill during that time of the year, Um, especially if you have something that's really close to edging because that deer could completely leave the middle of October and be on the neighbor's property rutting, and you never get a shot at him again. So if you feel like there's something close, make a move on him. Say, I don't want to hunt him. I don't want him to bump me and pressure him. You can move a cam in there. I know people that move cams in the middle of the night. I've moved cams in the middle of the night when the deers are out on the field. Make a plan to move that cam closer to where you think you can get a daylight picture of him. So now let's get into that late October, November. Now this for cell cams is what I call move, baby, move. That late October, you got to move those cams until you find that hot scrape. There's going to be bucks hitting scrape, you know, that that 20th to 27th of October pretty aggressively. So if you have time, you know, say you got two, three cell cams. I have the option of having quite a few so I can monitor a lot of different scrapes. But say, you know, one property, the buck you thought was there hasn't showed up, hasn't showed up, hasn't showed up. But the other property's got a buck you're, you're wanting to kill. Now, it's a decision whether you're going to pull the asset off the property that nothing's showing up 
and throw another asset on this buck that's hitting this scrape, just like I talked before. You know, you can either pull off the scrape, move closer to where you think he is, or you can leave one on the scrape and move another cam closer to where he is and still get that info. Um, but bucks are changing so much during this time frame. And this is the time of year that you want to have your cams not stationary. I mean, these cams should be out of their summer spots, not where they used to be, not on them scrapes, those summertime scrapes. They need to be on those you know, on those doe scrapes, on the doe bedding, um, on the buck bedding, in the rut areas, in the funnels. Because what people don't understand about SD card cameras and these cameras, when you get an SD card picture, it's too late. Um, if you get a cell cam picture, the info is right there. So if he's in a doe bedding area, you could say, okay, if he's in there with a doe, he might be in there for a day or two. Maybe I could throw a set on him tomorrow. And that's something that I've done in the past, had success. Or I got a buck, he's hitting a scrape, he's getting close. I move in, make a mock scrape. He hits it at noon. You kidding me? He hits it on noon on a cell cam. I go in there then two days later on the 27th of October and I buck out on the same, you know, that buck that was hitting that scrape. I'm like, okay, I'm all over this dude. He's up in the daylight. It's time to make a move. And I go in there and kill him an hour and a half before dark you know, October 27th on a, on that, that mock scrape that I made. So move those cams. Don't let them be stationary. So that late October, you're looking, you're looking for those rut pinches. Like I said, you're looking for those doe beddings, the entrances in and out of the doe beddings. You're looking for um, those scrapes, those field edge scrapes to try to catch a buck. But when you find a buck, you got to be proactive in the time frame that you have that deer is going to change so you can, you have to you have to act fast during that time like you get a picture of them you need to hunt them the next day you need to move a cam in on them the next day okay you get another picture you need to move a cam closer you got to figure out what that deer is doing and don't be afraid to get in there and bang around this time of year there's so many people in there banging around and you're going to get away with the most pressure this time of year compared to any other time of the year because the bucks have one thing on their mind. They don't have survival on their mind. They have breeding on their mind. So as long as you don't educate and bump the does, the bucks are going to be there. They're going to be daylighting somewhere during the rut. I know people say it's hot, blah, 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 bucks they ain't moving. In the rut, there's a buck daylighting somewhere. That's something that you have to remember. If they're not on any of your cell cams, you know, I mean, if it's if it's a traditionally good spot, you might hold out, but you might want to move that sucker. Try to get in a little deeper. Try a different scrape. Try something. Don't get stationary this time of year. Move and groove with what the deer are doing, and and you know, and bump and weave out there, and and try to get on a deer because everybody else is trying to get on that same deer. And just like me last year, I lost Trailer Park, I lost Frank, I lost Chips and Dip. To other people, neighbors killing said deer. I lost the Big Ten on the urban piece. I mean, bucks die from other time, other people, especially during this time of year. That's when the gun season's cruising in. That's when everybody's taking their recations. That's when people, the weather's cold, so people are starting to deer hunt more. That's when the bucks are moving more in daylight. So you got to be the one making the moves and utilizing the tools that you have. So a lot of times... I'll keep a cell cam out of the game. All you know, I'll keep a I'll cell cam 
out of the game or I have one really close to somewhere that I can snag. So say I'm going back in an area and I'm going to do a hanging hunt and somewhere that maybe I don't have any cams, I ain't got anything going on. I'm going to take a cam in there with me. And when I find hot sign, I'm hanging a cam. That's going to tell you, is this nighttime sign? Is it daytime sign? Is it a buck that I actually want to hunt? Um, so having that spare cell cam to really bump with and move and groove, um, that's, that's the key. And another thing is, you know, a lot of people with the cell cam, they have the, they, it's the, you know, you got a data plan with your cell cams and you have the immediate upload, you have the nightly upload, you have the six hour upload, four hour upload. I normally run mine on about a six hour upload during this time of the year. Um, just to kind of save some data and some battery life, uh, because the more frequent they upload, the more, uh, you know, data and, uh, the more battery power that they're going to draw. And I'm not going to be able to get a picture of a deer and make a move on them right away. You know, maybe if I'm out hunting an area, I'll turn the cams on immediate, but I'm looking for that. Got a picture of them here. I'm going to move here the next morning. or got a picture of them here in the evening. I'm going to move in there, you know, and, and try to make a plan. Got a picture of here in the morning. I'm going to move in there and think about where he's going to be coming out with the does in the evening. So don't get stagnant and stationary with those cams in late October, November. Those bucks are moving and grooving. You're moving and grooving. So your cams need to be moving and grooving. If you got a cam out there that ain't had a buck on it for two weeks during that time, you got to snag that sucker, especially if you it isn't hard to get. And make a move with that thing and hang it somewhere else. Because it could be the key to killing that target buck. That one more asset, that one more picture, that one more time stamp in the time of a day of the whitetail to make something click in your mind to say, okay, this is how I'm going to kill him. Or this is the hunt that I'm going to go after him. Utilize the tools. And another thing about this time of year, you want those things in tip-top shape. You don't want... The camera batteries to be dying because you got them out there in September and now it's November and it's getting cold and the camera batteries. You want those things to be firing, popping, full cylinders, ripping because that's what the bucks are doing. And that's when you're taking your vacation and that's when you're going to have the best success to kill a buck, maybe not a target buck, but a buck during the year is during this time frame. More bucks get killed during this time frame than any other time of the year. So make sure that your tools... All right, tip-top shape, batteries are good, SD cards are good, everything's out there ripping, the app's running good, your, your payments are up to date, and everything's clicking and moving and grooving, and you can you know get that MRI in as quick as it can to make moves on. So getting past November, that late November, January time frame, man, this is a hard time for me to find bucks. And how I've utilized cell cameras in the past is all those rut spots are dry, you're looking for those crevices, like those people say, these bucks crawl up in a hole, you know, so they don't die. You're trying to hang a cam in a weird spot. You're trying to hang a cam maybe on a secluded field or something to get a nighttime pick. You're trying to hang a stand in, in a spot right by the parking lot. You're trying to hang a stand or a, a camera in a spot, you know, this little waterway out in this ditch of a field. Like you're trying to find those weird off-the-wall spots and then... You're going to hang, if you got any late late season food, you're going to hang those cell cams on that late season food and leave it alone. This goes back to that summertime. Zero pressure. Let those bucks do their thing. 
don't go out there and win a buck daylights on that cell camera because the weather or whatever, he's finally found the food plot, whatever, next night, hunt him right away. He daylights, you got the wind, next night go in there and hunt him. Um, the past two years, I've done the exact same thing on a little bitty kill plot. Tiny kill plot, run a cell cam on it all year. Not a chance to kill a buck on it all year, pretty much. All nocturnal um, until you get, it's normally like you get that fifth, sixth, seventh, really, really cold, nasty day. There's snow on the ground, etc. Boom, you get a random bucks at daylights. And then there's normally like two or three other small bucks with him. The next night, go in there and go after that buck had really good success on a buck i call buzz lightyear that time of year where you know he's coming out he was the first buck on the food plot homie shot low on him i missed him and the buck i killed last year same scenario the good luck buck got a trail cam picture of him looked at him thought about it told my wife i'm gonna go hunt this deer kill him he came to the plot was able to to get the deer down um and have a successful year and get a buck on the ground you know in december um, so it's not over until the fat lady sings, as they say. And uh, it took me till December 30th, I think, to kill a buck this year. But don't get in a rut with your cell cams. Utilize them as the tools that they are. They're MRI machines, okay? They're most recent information machines. That's what they are. They're assets that you use to figure out what the buck's doing. Don't let an asset not be utilized, stagnant out there, not doing any good. The batteries are dead in it. Hadn't had any bucks on it in a while. It's on a summertime food source that's dried up. They're not hitting the mineral anymore. Anything like that, guys. Move those cams and figure out where these bucks are so you can have a successful year and, and kill your target buck. So that is the first segment of the cell cam um, series or trail cam series, um, just utilize the tools that you got. Where, like I said, we're going to break down SD card cameras. We're going to break down private and public land, the difference in that running cams. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about, you know, different ways you can hang them, different ways you can get pictures, video mode, et cetera, like that. But this, I feel like, is cell cams are the biggest tool that have changed hunting since the crossbow or since the compound bow, in my opinion, when it comes to technology. Um, there's such a crazy advancement in technology, and if you utilize them right, they can be very, very helpful, especially if you utilize them for out-of-state or you utilize them like I do with so much limited time because I have so many kids and work so much that I'm not able to check the cams. Um, I can know that that camera's not in a good spot by the pictures that I'm getting make a plan to grab it on my way out from hunting or going into hunting and move it instead of going out there, pulling the SD card, coming home, looking at the SD card, knowing that it's a bad cam, going back out, remembering what cam that it came out of, going there, pulling the cam down, moving it, hanging again. Um, it takes that whole step out because you just know what's hot and you know it's not. And you hunt the hot and you leave the, the what's not hot. You'd move it, try to find something that's hot. So that's the nuts and bolts of cell cameras, how I found success over the years. We killed bucks in October, November, December, all with cell cameras throughout the year over the past five years and going to continue to do it. Like I said, 
I think I'm going to be running. Depends on, I might sell a couple and buy some more, um, more of the new rivals because I'm really digging those, the simplicity of them. And uh, might sell a couple, buy more rivals, but I think I'll probably be around that 10 to 14 cell cam um, kind of area with my rentals, my rivals, and everything out there ripping. So, like I said at the beginning of this, if this has talked you into a cell cam or you want to get some more cell cams to utilize as assets, don't forget to use that code WL at checkout at 25% off, guys. That's some huge savings that I'm able to give you through the podcast. Make sure and utilize the code. Um, Like always, love you guys. Appreciate you tuning in all the way to the end. Let's get fired up. Deer season's coming. Uh, The cameras are going to start rolling. The velvet picks are going to start coming in. And people are going to start be putting bucks down before you know it, guys. So let's get fired up. Try to do the right thing this week. Try to leave a legacy. I'll be coming in your ear holes next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Love you guys. We out.